Thank you. It's been a long time. <laughs> really appreciate the worship today. It's awesome. Thank you for that. And it's good to be able to speak to you today. It's a little different speaking to you out to the video land. <laughs> Never done that before. So welcome. Steve has already said that. We appreciate everyone that is tuning in to us. And uh, this is, a, like Steve said, the, the first Sunday of the new year. And uh, I find it a real privilege to be able to speak to you on Sunday. This Sunday, I feel my message, uh, the Lord is, is asking me to speak to you about is, fear not, my beloved. But fear not, but my beloved actually is from Matthew chapter 10. And Jesus is sending out the disciples. And uh, one of the verses, he said, uh, you don't have to fear. He said, you're worth much more than the sparrows. And I have you in my hand. So anyways, I'm going to open in prayer. Father, thank you, dear Lord, for your love for us. We thank you, dear Lord, that we're still able to um, send your word, dear Lord, out for people to hear. We may not be able to gather this, this time, dear Lord, but we just pray your blessings upon each one that is watching Dear Lord, and listening to us, we thank you, dear Lord, for your love for us. Well, we know that you've got us in the palm of your hand. Amen. So again, it's fear not, my beloved. So we're starting a new year. Many unknowns for sure. Um, but we still know that he is the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the creators of the heavens and the earth. And he has us. In the palm of his hand. Amen. 2020 was a very difficult year for a lot of people. A lot of businesses shut down, restaurants, stores. People lost their jobs or got hours cut back. Um, this pandemic really uh, played a number on a lot of people. We had a You know, it's, we even heard that there's a lot of families that had to use the food banks this year, this past year. They've never used it before. But you know, God is gracious. God is very powerful. The food bank has never had so much donations in all the history that I've known the food bank. Even from the time when I was manager of the food bank, I've never seen donations come in like this. I've talked to Pastor Al the food bank, saying that he runs out of room for all the storage. But God is good. He's really providing the needs for his people. We're really blessed in this area. You know, we haven't had a lot of COVID uh, illnesses around here. You know, some in the outlying area, Bed Rake and Sulikout and places like that. But uh, it's been good. It's been good to see that God has kept it away from driving. We pray for 
for the uh, cities of Red Lake and Sulacout, Fort Francis, Kenora, Thunder Bay, where they have to battle with this COVID. You know, a lot of our unsaved families and friends are really fearful, quite scared. I can remember last early, well, late, early uh, winter this uh, past year, I was, I was walking back from Liza's and Keith's, and uh, one of their neighbors is an old friend I've known since I was practically in high school. Now, that's a long time ago, but uh, he was quite fearful about this pandemic. He says, oh, he says, I don't want to go out. He says, I want to just lock my doors and hide. You know? But uh, at the end of it, talking with him for a while, it gave him hope that God's got it all in control, that he has his hand upon us. Prayed for him that uh, he had more hope than he had before. And I think that's part of our, our uh, calling as brothers and sisters in Christ, is to offer hope, to bring peace, to bring healing. We thank you for places like the healing room, and that uh, we pray for people. And then Janice and a few other ladies within the church have kind of prayer hotlines, and people are in there phoning prayer for prayer all the time. And I do believe in the power of prayer. I have seen healings, restorations. That is still continuing. God is so good, you know. Mr. Pager. <laughs> what I've seen is, is 2020 was a year of shifting and shaking. God was doing some real shifting and shaking all around the world. Um, I know that uh, there is going to come a great revival, and I do believe it's going to start this year. We've seen patches of it around the world. Argentina was, people were starving there within their socialist government. They were eating garbage, rioting because there was no work. Gone from one of the richest countries in the world to starving. It's very, very sad. But revival broke out. You hear patches of revival breaking out in Argentina and Brazil. The president of Brazil accepted the Lord Jesus Christ to his life. Down in the States, in different cities, are you right? On fire for the Lord. You're of California, and you hear a lot of negative things about California and how materialistic they are and uh, very socialist. Don't want to have nothing to do with God, but there's this pockets of revival breaking out in California. God is alive today. He has it in control. There's a fear that the Antichrist is going to rise up and take over the world. Well, the Antichrist has been around for a long time. What you're seeing is we're coming out of the darkness. We're coming out of the the dark ages. The Reformation started with uh, Martin Luther. Started to break that. 
things are starting to open up. Right now, you're seeing a lot of things happening, and you hear a lot about Trump, President Trump down in the States, and he says, I'm going to drain the swamp, you know, all the nastiness and stuff like that. And that is happening, and that's why there's so much against him, so many people against him, because God is using him to reveal the darkness. And even up here in Canada, God does the same thing. We've been praying for this area for years, saying, Lord, let it be a light. Let our re- not only our city, Dryden, and the cities around us be a light, but this whole region be a light. You hear so many things on Facebook, and you've got to shake your head sometimes. You think, well, people are complaining that, oh, somebody's got stuff stolen, or there are all these drug addicts or homeless people and stuff like that. But let me tell you that God is there. He is revealing that all. Revealing it for us to pray for them. We have to pray for them and bring them into the kingdom. We know them personally. We need to talk to them about the Lord. That's our mandate. It's to bring others into the kingdom, not leave it just to the preachers and evangelists and apostles prophets, teachers, but it's to, we are on a mission field here. Dryden is our mission field because that's where God has planted us. Wherever you are, whether you're in Mexico City, whether you're in um, the United States, anywhere around the world. I finished a day devotional by Reinhard Bonnke. Now, I don't know if too many know who Reinhard Bonnke was. He should. Uh, he just passed away. Got called to glory. But he was the Billy Graham of Africa. Back in the 70s and 80s, he led millions of people to the Lord in Africa. And I just finished his daily devotional. He says, uh, no, just don't leave it to the evangelists. He says, every one of us should be going out like an evangelist, sharing the good news. Some of, them, some of us have been Christians since we were young. Not as young as Kim was, but I uh, was in my 20s when I accepted Christ in my life, shortly after Michelle did, too. We were in our early 20s, and uh, I'm going to be 74 this year. A long time since I walked with, we walked with the Lord. I'm thankful for the blessings that He has given us. I'm thankful for the, the things that we, uh, we watched over us in our family. One thing He taught us about the importance of prayer. Prayer is very important. I fought prayer for years. I thought, well, the way I was raised is it became rote and matter. You had to do it all the time and repeat the same ones over and over and over again. It wasn't communicating and talking and communing with God. It was just something you did out of religiousness. And it took me a long while to be able to sit at the feet of Jesus and talk with him. To talk to our Heavenly Father the same as you would talk to your dad. Bear your soul, bear your heart.
and it made a big difference in my life. Over the course of time, there was a lot of healing that had come into my life. I had to release bitterness and anger and resentment. But I was thankful I had a praying wife and family, church family around me, praying for me. And thank God for all the brothers and sisters, not only within this church, but all in this area. But they have a hunger and thirst after God. Ephesians 4, verses 4 to 9. I'm going to read that. Okay. Talking about the unity of the body of Christ. I'm going back to verse 3 of chapter 4. It says, Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourself together with peace. For there is one body, one Spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father who is over all, in all, living through. However, he has given each one of his special gifts through the generosity of Christ. That's why the scripture says, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to people. Unity in the body, that's how we're going to do it. Unity in the body. This is not one evangelist. It's not going to be um, one person here and one person there. It's going to take corporate prayer. It's going to take corporate effort in our church. Our church has been good with this, doing that way. And I really recommend that every other body do that. We speak. You know, we have, have good leadership within our assembly. We have um, really focused on, on community, reaching out. And it's part of the mandate for this church to be uh, bringing people in, getting them healed and restored and built up and sent out. That's why this church will never be a thousand people, that I'm sure, because it's a matter of sending out people. How many people have we've come through these doors that are out in the world doing God's work? It's a corporate prayer. God is doing a great thing. A lot of people can't see that for being fearful. You don't dare turn on the TV, the news, because all they talk about is the COVID and how many people are sick and how many are, you know, it's going to get worse, it's going to get worse. But God is in it all. Like I said, there's a shaking going on. There's a shaking and rattling here in Canada. You may not like things the way our government are doing it, but that means we just have to get before our knees, before God on our knees and lift up our prime minister, to lift up our regional MPs, members of parliament. 
Keep them in prayer. I really believe that God is going to open the doors. The floodgates are open. The doors are open for his spirit to move mightily within this area. I think I had a dream not too long ago about I was working on a big log loader and uh, I turned around. It was like I was back in the mill and unloading saw logs. Then I turned around and there was a dozen of them around. Well, I guess they're not needing me anymore. I'll just go. So I got down off my loader and I looked and towards the north there was this big tree, massive tree, like a big oak tree. Oak doesn't grow up in here, this area here, but it was massive. I have never seen big trees like that. But instead of leaves on it, there's eagles. All kinds of eagles. Mostly white eagles. I'm sure there was ball-headed eagles, gold eagles, but mostly white eagles. Well, I had never seen a white eagle before. And uh, it quite intrigued me. saying, Lord, what, what are you saying with this? What are you saying? After doing some research, I found out there is white eagles. But they're not... Um, they're not, they're not um, in this area. They're not a North American eagle. They're actually a European eagle. But I said, what is the significance of the white eagle? And he says, it's the prophets. God is going to be releasing prophets in this area. You know, when I think about it, and I, in a lot of our circles we have fellowship with, even within this church, there's a lot of prophetic people in this area. God is going to release them. God is going to work with the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors together. We've sent out evangelists. We have evangelists within our own, within our own, uh, within our own uh, assembly. And, uh, and it's working out well. But there's even going to be a rise more. I see a lot of the young people rising up. A lot of giftings on them for not only prophetic evangelists. One of the big other keys in, in the area is music. I just love music, right? And uh, it's the key way to when you're feeling little down is to, if you're not very musical like me is to put some worship music on my wife is very musical she's always got some music on some way or another and, and it, it really makes a difference it uplifts the spirit really enjoyed the worship today it was awesome it helped lift up that heaviness just like King David well, this before he even was a king. He was just a shepherd boy. And he, he played, played the lair, the harp, whatever it was. And Saul even recognized that because when, he, when David played, and he was a shepherd boy, and, and under, after he slow, uh, killed Goliath, he came into uh, Saul's household. And every time... David played Saul, that spirit that aggravated Saul, it would bring him peace. 
even when he became king, David enjoyed worshiping and praising and uh, even praised so hard when he was bringing the ark in. And uh, he danced before the Lord in all his might, much to the chagrin of his wife. But he praised God. He says, I will always praise God. Worship is one of the keys for revival. Worship. I'm reading a book right now on Bob Jones. He was a prophet, Canadian prophet out in the West Coast. He's passed away now quite a few years ago, but uh, that was one of his things. He said, worship. Young people bring in the worship. He's one of the first ministers. He was a pastor as well. He's one of the first ministers to get rid of a lot of the religious things like this is how you operate things. You've got to have a big pulpit. You've got to have um, lecterns and all kinds of things. Got to have, you know, got to operate the special way in the service. But he's, he allowed his young people to worship. And it started revivals within their community. I see that coming. God is giving the worship leaders new songs to sing, and it's good. See it all around the world. Worship leaders bringing people into the Holy of Holies. We've always been blessed with awesome worship here, worship leaders. Other people come in, they're quite envious of our worship teams because we've got so many people that can play and and worship God. This can happen with any assembly. God can release that. We have to trust God that he's going to, he has things in control. He has things in his hand. He wants nothing but the best for us. And worship is the key to that. You know, this past year, a lot of us really had to walk on faith. It was not too bad for Michelle and I because we were retired, so we got a, a pension, so it wasn't too bad. But those people that had to um, really trust in the Lord for their finances because they had their hours cut or they lost their jobs, you know, and it, you can really understand and it makes Psalm 23 much more real when we go through these trials. It's good to continue in our daily prayer life. Read the word faithfully, share the burdens with others. You know, that was one of the things I found very hard. I was a very um, quiet. I wouldn't... Uh, talk a lot. That was hard to believe. Um, I found it hard to share with people. Even when Michelle and I were married, first married, I find it very hard to communicate. That's where that book, I forget who wrote it, uh, All Men Are Clam, All Women Are Crowbars. 
read that book, and it talks about men, how they, they hold everything close to their vest. But Michelle would come along and say, what are, you, what are you thinking about, Doug? What do you think of this, Doug? Well, when you're never raised that way, it was always, you know, you do as you told me, don't talk back. As a child. A lot of men have that problem, too, as well. A lot of men I talk to, they find it hard to talk to other people. And so I challenge a lot of men out there to find somebody you know that is going through problems, going through hurts, and befriend them. Show them the way. Their brothers and sisters in the Lord, and encourage them. Strengthen them. This is the season for doing it. So for 20, in closing 2021, our mission field is where we're planted. Revival has started in Canada and around the world, like I said, and it will be a mighty move of God, not just pockets. We've heard it for years now. Canada is going to blaze and going to be used mightily in the world. This prophetic word about the leaves being the healing for the nation and of course, Canada's flag is, is a maple leaf, a red maple leaf. And we're going to be part of that. We're going to be part of that. But we have to keep our eyes on Jesus all the time. Sure, there's going to be the COVID thing is still on. The COVID-19 is still on. It'll probably go on for quite a while. But we find it hard, sure, right now we... I'm speaking here at the church. There's only three people here. My wife, Ryan under camera, and Kim who's going to look after things when we close here. <laughs> it is difficult not to be able to fellowship. I miss the fellowship with people. I miss going out for coffee with people. That was one of my things, to go out for coffee with the men. Have coffee, have lunch with them. Visit them, encourage them. But we still can do it over phone. Doing a over Skype, messaging, just talking to them, encouraging them. Thankful for the technology that we have to be able to do that. It'd be very difficult if we didn't have that technology. It would be quite depressing for some people, for sure. But be encouraged. Be encouraged that God is in control. He knows everything. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. He knows what the enemy is trying to do. At least we have to be thankful we're not like in China, where they shut the churches down there completely and jail to the pastors. And other places like that. Russia was getting the same way. God is good. One thing that kind of intrigued me, December 21st, everybody was going on about this Christmas star. 
It's the first time the two planets have lined up and uh, created this bright star. We couldn't see it here. I think it was too cloudy. I've seen pictures of it. It was quite clear. And a lot of ministers are saying that it's, if not the same star, or similar to the star that uh, guided the, uh, the wise men to Jesus. So why is it for 800 years we haven't seen the star and all of a sudden we see it? I believe that God is going to break forth. The star announced the arrival of Jesus. Now this star is announcing the arrival the coming of Jesus again and power and might upon this earth through the corporate body of Jesus Christ to each one of us. There's going to be an excitement in our spirits knowing that Jesus is alive and well and he's using us to bring healing and restoration and peace to the world. And it's not going to be somebody else that's going to do it. We are all going to do it. We're not going to just leave it up to the pastors. We're not going to leave it up to the evangelists, the apostles, the prophets, teachers. So be ready, friends. We're on the edge of a historical moment in God, which we've never seen. Back in the early 70s when we got saved, it was the end of the Latter-day Movement. And there was a lot of um, prophetic word going on, a lot of healing, a lot of praise and worship, and it was powerful. But every generation has a move of God. Every generation has a move of God. And this is going to happen now for this generation, for this young people. And you'll be part of it. And one of the things the evangelist Reinhard Bonnke said, you know, he said, there's going to be a great wind blowing, the wind of the Holy Spirit. But that wind of the Holy Spirit's not to cool us down, but to fan the flames of revival within us. There's a passion within us, a fire within us. Sometimes it just kind of smolders there, but that Holy Spirit is going to come and fan that to become a flame. And you will not be able to contain it. Not be able to contain it. It'll go out. People say, what's, what, what's with you? Just like the, the disciples in the, in the upper room. They were up there for ten days praying. Holy Spirit come upon like a flame. And they prophesied in different tongues. That's going to happen again. We just have to keep in prayer. And it's going to happen soon. Again, it's coming. Jesus is coming again. Very soon. So, Father, we just thank you, dear Lord, for your word and your blessings upon us. We thank you, dear Lord, for what you're doing within each of us, within our Church within churches within our community, we just ask that you continue to guide our steps, dear Lord, as we sit before your feet and you send us out and walk, dear Lord, that we will be lights to our community, 
that we will be fire carriers, dear Lord. Bring hope to those that are desperate, to bring peace to those that are, dear Lord, that are not well, to bring healing. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, bless you guys. Amen.